You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. Tea nourishes and inspires. It is the most ancient of plant-based medicines, simultaneously energizing the body as it soothes the mind. Making tea is an art and craft as described on the Tea Biz portal. Intimately local, the 200 billion tea trade exerts global influence, employing millions to enhance the well-being of all. Hello, everyone. Here are this week's headlines. Sri Lanka's tea sector opposes doubling corporate tax as IMF bailout forces the government to collect more revenue. Vietnamese tea exports are slowly declining, and Kenya is expanding its orthodox tea capability. Plus, Joydeep Pukan, the principal officer and secretary of India's Tea Research Association, discusses a unified agricultural standard for tea fields and factories. The new standards are aligned with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. Introduced in September, the standards will be fully implemented in January 2023. More in a minute, but first, this important message. What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Kailani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Eliftia Tea Estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka businesses are facing steep corporate taxes considered essential to stabilize the national economy. The proposed increase to a maximum of 30% from the existing 24% of earnings is needed to qualify for a $2.9 billion bailout by the International Monetary Fund. Tea exporters say the proposed increase will more than double their 14% tax rate. Raising taxes will decrease the industry's investment in machinery for developing and modernizing tea processing facilities and for improving efficiency and lowering cost of operations, according to an analysis by the Tea Exporters Association, TEA. There will also be fewer funds for value addition and marketing Ceylon brand teas overseas. 
The rate will make Sri Lanka far less competitive with export rival Kenya, which has a tax rate of 16% of tea exports, according to TEA. Foreign debt is at a record high, and the island nation's reserves are depleted. Food inflation remains high at 80%, and unemployment has spiked as tourist dollars disappeared in 2022. Addressing the nation this week, President Ranil Wickrasasinghe said, quote, harder times are inevitable, end quote. Terms for IMF certification require the state to collect revenue equal to between 14.5 and 15% of gross domestic product by 2026. Taxes and government fees currently account for only 9% of GDP, one of the lowest tax-to-GDP ratios in the world. President Wick Ramasing said that without the financial assurances of the IMF, quote, the country will be back to an era of cues, end quote, for food, fuel, cooking gas, and medicine. Central Bank Governor Nandel Wirsing called the IMF, quote, the only way out, end quote, because without IMF backing, the government will not qualify for assistance from the World Bank, the Asian Development Bank, and various countries holding $50 billion in notes. In addition to raising taxes, the government will privatize or commercialize state-owned enterprises, lay off thousands of public workers, and reduce welfare subsidies. Sri Lanka's tea industry is the only sector earning significant revenue just now, Production is down by 20%, but growers are getting record prices at auction. The tea sector generated $819 million during the first eight months and is on track to earn around $1.2 billion, comparable to the $1.3 billion in 2021 exports. In an open letter published October 17th, the Export Association writes, quote, we earnestly request the government to maintain a concessionary corporate income tax rate of 14% for the tea sector for its long-term sustainability, which will ultimately bring in much higher growth dividends for the economy. End quote. Business Insight After Sri Lanka declared bankruptcy in May, India provided a $4 billion credit, which is now spent. The proposed bailout is the 17th IMF loan since 1965. Terms require the country to, quote, restore macroeconomic stability and debt stability while safeguarding financial stability, reducing corruption vulnerabilities, and unlocking Sri Lanka's growth potential, end quote. Once a model for South Asia with a per capita income of 13,000 PPP and an adult literacy rate of 92% with basic health care for 96% of the population, during the first half of the year, as the economy cratered, those in poverty increased by 2.7 million to now 45% of the population. Thousands of protesters forced the resignations of the prime minister and later the country's president last spring. 
imposing strict economic measures risks further unrest. Vietnamese tea exports declined sharply during COVID and have yet to recover. According to the Ministry of Agriculture and Rural Development, tea exports are down 6.4% by volume to 54,000 metric tons through June 2022. Revenue from tea exports was $94 million, which is 1.3% lower than during the same period last year. The International Tea Committee ranks Vietnam as the world's seventh largest tea-producing country and the fifth largest exporter, accounting for 7% of global tea exports in 2021. In 2019, Vietnam's top tea trading partners were Pakistan, Taiwan, Russia, Indonesia, and the United States. This year, a natural calamity in Pakistan and a war in Ukraine depressed sales to Central Asia. Exports to China increased to 15% by volume. In past years, Pakistan accounted for 34% of sales volume and 40% of total export turnover, according to a June 2022 article by Vietnam Net. Taiwan accounted for 15% of export volume and 13% of turnover last year. Russia ranked third, importing 9.5% of Vietnamese tea, and contributing 10% by value. Futho province produces 185,000 metric tons annually from small farms covering 40,000 acres. Exports are mainly low-value black tea, 55% by volume. Green tea accounts for 44% of exports. The remaining 1% are oolongs and pu'ers. Growers are converting to higher-value organic produce as the Vietnam government announced a nationwide effort to rank among the uh, top 15 organic food-producing nations by 2030. There are currently 23,400 hectares of organic cropland, mainly tea, vegetables, and fruit. The country is capable of producing 1.02 million metric tons of raw leaf on 300,000 acres of tea farms. In Vietnam, growers report yields as high as 13 metric tons of tea per hectare. Kenya's new administration is investing millions in its tea sector to generate jobs and boost foreign exchange. Tea currently accounts for 22% of Kenya's foreign exchange earnings. In 2021, tea exports topped $1.36 billion. Two weeks ago, President William Ruto announced that the government would construct a modern, common-use facility in Mombasa to process and package tea. The public-private venture will add value to commodity offerings and expand the availability of orthodox black tea. Simultaneously, the Kenya Tea Development Agency, KTDA, asked the government for $6 million to expand production lines at 10 of its 12 Orthodox tea factories. KTDA currently produces 5 million kilos of high-value specialty tea. White teas, for example, bring as much as 7,000 shillings per kilo. Purple teas are auctioned for 2,400 shillings per kilo, compared to crushed tear curl-style black teas that sell for only 270 shillings per kilo. 
And you know, the world's largest exporter of black tea is not abandoning bulk production, writes Kenya Tea Board CEO Paris Pudida. Quote, we wish to clarify that it is government policy to upscale tea value addition progressively to enhance tea growers' earnings. The government has not banned the sale of tea in bulk, she said. Kenya sees opportunities in two markets. First, Africa's new free trade agreement encourages neighboring countries to purchase packaged teas for domestic consumption. Kenya recently sent a large shipment of its Kitipa Pride national brand to Ghana, a first under the African Free Trade Continental Area Pact. The Tea Board of Kenya collaborates with state and non-state actors to develop and promote a strong Kenya tea brand, said Mudita. The goal is to, quote, enable tea consumers globally to distinguish Kenya tea brands and associate Kenya tea products for their quality and authenticity, end quote. Expanding orthodox tea production also enables Kenya to compete better with Sri Lanka, which has seen a 20% decline in the output of premium Ceylon teas. Sri Lanka black teas sell for more than double the price of black teas from Kenya. Medina anticipates a solid return on investment. Quote, we project that through these incentives, Kenya's tea industry could generate about 80,000 new jobs and increase annual industry returns substantially, she said. Quote, tea plays a key role in the socioeconomic development of our country. However, the tea industry's full potential in Kenya has not been fully optimized due to low levels of value addition and product diversification, she said. Arvinda Anantharaman in Bengaluru reports on this week's tea auction prices. India Tea Price Report for the week ending October 22, 2022. In Darjeeling, use of tea estates being sold continues as six of ten tea gardens that were part of the Darjeeling Organic Tea Estates Private Limited were sold. This is a first for the struggling industry to see so many tea gardens change ownership in a single day. DOTEPL was until now the second largest company in Darjeeling owning 10 gardens here and one in Assam. And this included iconic estates such as Ambutia, Alubari and Happy Valley. The company has been funded with investments from Europe since 2011. In June this year, they were in the news due to non-payment of wages for two months, leading to a protest by workers. Work re resumed only after the management and union agreed on wages due for two fortnights to be paid immediately. A month ago, managers and assistant managers from eight of DOTEPL's gardens quit without notice. And last week, the company announced the sale of six of its gardens to Lemongrass Organic Tea Estates Limited, which incidentally is acquired three organic gardens in this region last year. Meanwhile, in Assam, the government issued a draft tea policy, which includes a financial package to set up tea boutiques within Assam and outside the state. The government seems eager to aid promotion of Assam tea and has offered to assist producers to attend trade fairs and exhibition. The draft policy also covers upgradation of machinery, setting up of blending and packaging units, and facilitating of exports. In auctions, sale 42 saw a strong demand for orthodox tea in Kolkata with exporters to the Middle East and CIS countries active. Darjeeling continues to see support from Hindustan Unilever. Orthodox leaf sold well in Gohati. In the south, CTC leaf did well with a cumulative 88% sold. 
Both Kochid and Kunur saw good demand for it. Overall, prices remained similar to the previous week. And now, a word from our sponsor. Q-Trade understands that a successful tea blend goes beyond the creative fusion of appearance, aroma, and flavor. Our multi-award winning product development team is passionate about converting natural ingredients into sensory experiences that customers crave. Every recipe is formulated with a commercial backbone of dependable quality sourcing with a pricing structure that supports a safe, regulated, profitable, and scalable blend. Q-Trade meets every brand's retail, food service, and e-commerce need. For more information, visit our website, QTradeTees.com. T-Biz this week travels to Jorhat Assam to speak with Joydeep Pukan, the Principal Officer and Secretary of India's Tea Research Association. TRA has developed a unified agricultural standard for tea fields and factories that will be fully implemented in January 2023. Growers worldwide adhere to the Toklai Tea Research Institute's good agricultural practices and good manufacturing practice standards. The standards date to the early 1900s with frequent updates. The latest revisions align closely with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. New standards are necessary to help growers and manufacturers improve soil, protect natural ecosystems, encourage diversity, reduce greenhouse gas emissions, and establish a more climate-resilient tea industry. Joy Fukan has managed the Research Institute for the past 16 years. Prior to that, he was Assistant Secretary of the Indian Tea Association and managed the Guwahati Tea Auction Center. He holds a master's degree in marketing from Tasmac School of Business. What a great pleasure it is to see you again, and I thank you, uh, Jody, for joining me on the uh, T-Biz podcast. I yeah. uh, know that our conversation will be productive because your work at TRA is extraordinary, and it's long-lived. Thank you very much, uh, Dan. We have collated all our agricultural advices which we have given to the industry, uh, both in terms of field and factory and termed it as uh, the Toklai Good Agriculture GAP and GMP. And these are based on hardcore research, actually, because it's a two-way traffic. We learn from the practical problems uh, which are being faced by the industry in the field. Our scientists work on that, and then we give the solution. And these are followed, uh, and which were documented in the TRA field management book, the TRA planter's handbook, and the various publications which were there. Since those were quite bulky and this thing, so we what we thought that like we should summarize and bring it into a few chapters so that uh, that becomes the Bible for the industry actually. We have got it into seven chapters. And in this, we have aligned with the UN sustainable goals actually for goal number two, goal number 13 and goal number 15. So this, uh, primarily uh, takes care of the sustainability issues for the tea industry. Overall, uh, this is a dynamic document. Like we, as as and when we go ahead, like we will uh, add on things, we'll delete things, and it's a, we do it through a consultative process 
uh, with the industry. So there is a committee uh, within our organization, which uh, which we review from the standards from time to time uh, to take it forward. How do these standards differ from third-party certification by organizations such as the Rainforest Alliance, which introduced a new sustainable ag standard in June 2020? The main difference between our standards and the other uh, certification body standards is that like, these are uh, research-backed uh, standards which we have set in, actually. So these are like we have got scientific evidence of this working So uh, in the field. If you see the sustainability word has been a buzzword now for the last 10 years or maybe 20 years. But if you see Toklai as a whole with its practices and advisors, I think we have been truly giving sustainable advisors to the industry, which has stood the industry for the last 100 years now. It's like they are they are trying to bring in a lot of uh, things which are not uh, scientifically backed, or it might be scientifically backed, but that is not uh, T-focused. So what we have done is that you see, these are all practices or advisors which are already tried out and tested and which we are trying to make it into a standard so that like the industry sustains itself in the long run. Because there's been a lot of changes happening uh, with the small growers coming in. So we are trying to, this is basically for the organized sector. Gradually, we are going to the small grower sector so that the, there is one standard for, for the industry. When farms and factories adhere to these standards, is there recognition for their effort? Do they receive a certificate attesting to the fact that they are meeting basic requirements? Uh, most of our advisory officers, which are spread out all across uh, Northeast India, so they visit every member garden of TRA twice in a year. So it is their duty to go and see each and every aspect of the of these standards. And once they fulfill, they'll be uh, certified on an annual basis. And there's no cost to it. Like for the TRA members, there's no cost to it. And by the way, the TRA membership comprises of almost 90% of the uh, organized sector in uh, North India. Uh, that is nine states uh, in, in North and Northeast India, actually. So that's quite a large amount. Of, out of about 1,400 estates, about 1,300 estates organized sector are members of TRA. So it's it's quite a large number. After these inspections, will growers and manufacturers receive a report indicating what they've achieved and what improvements to focus on based on the biannual visits? Yes. So they'll be uh, they'll be recognized for their good work. Uh, so which will be a good encouragement for the uh, for our uh, members to take this thing forward. Actually, uh, most of our members, are, who are old members, are are implementing this. Once they are found to be implemented and some people who are like few companies may go beyond actually. It's like what with these standards, this is the base standards which we are trying to make it better and better each year actually. There's been a lot of challenges which the industry is facing. I believe uh, the, uh, the following the standards would, would surely uh, ensure sustainability and uh, address the newer problems which are coming in. And uh, and it's a dynamic document, uh, which is being reviewed by our body from time to time to take things forward in the right way. Standards alone do not ensure that the tea will taste better. It may be sustainable and certainly might have minimum impact on the environment. But will you discuss the importance of improving the quality of the pluck 
and the fundamentals of manufacturing tea? I think that's a very good question because what is happening that we have a we have half a dozen standards or half a dozen certifying companies which are there, and uh, you like they have been there for the last maybe 10, 20 years or more, but uh, the quality per se has not improved. First of all, we have laid out these standards. Parallelly, uh, we are try we have we have tried to uh, give training work through workshops through on-site seminar so basically through going to the field organizing seminars organizing workshops on quality plucking more so for the small growers in last three years we had a project from the government of assam wherein we had done more than 300 uh, workshops on field what is happening now is that like uh, say for instance orthodox tea the the art of making orthodox tea is gradually uh, like uh, it's like vanishing like our idea is that is to expand and handhold uh, and train them to make if suppose if some new garden wants to uh, shift from ctc to orthodox so we are we are trying to go and uh, train them in making good orthodox teas so that for that we have a different vertical called the tea manufacturing advisory services of tra so wherein our biochemist, biochemist, the tea taster, and the tea engineer, all this team of three goes, handholds them, uh, and then uh, trains them into making uh, value-added teas. So these are things which we are trying to do. So apart from the standards, we are training uh, growers, our tea garden managers, uh, tea garden uh, field supervisors, and and their uh, personnel to, to manufacture things in a, in a much more qualitative way. Intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of T-Biz journalists and tea experts Remember to visit the T-Biz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.